feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I am here with Mr. Curated Culture himself, Rob Bogan. It's me. I brought you back. I love it. Thank you so much for coming to help us out again today. No worries, man. Short turnaround, too. I feel like I was just on an episode not too long ago. This is becoming very common. I like it. (laughs) Well, and with Nick being as busy as he is, between being that season where he's constantly cooking, working a a regular job, and now we see that his social media is starting to show up with 390,000 views, he may just kind of leave me in the dust here shortly. So he gets very busy. I really appreciate you stepping in and filling the, the shoes. Man, no worries, man. I'm always here. I love to talk. I talk for a living and then I come home and talk some more. So, <laughs> Right. Well, and this one just kind of fits you because I got to tell you, the topic was brought up to me. It's an important thing to me. And as I'm writing this from doing the research, I'm getting more and more disturbed. I'm getting more and more agitated. I noticed that it was really bothering me the more I did it because what we're going to talk about today is how we're seeing child labor laws change. And some people are going to ask, how does that fit into sustainability? But social justice and community are two very important parts of sustainability. You having a sustainable life kind of hinders on your ability to get your resources and live a good life. People who are capable of relaxation and have more resources tend to be more sustainable in many ways because they can't where others cannot. So this is an important factor when we talk about sustainability as a whole, because if we want the world to be sustainable, our communities and our lives have to be also. Yeah. And I am one of those people. Like I was really curious to see how you were going to convince me that this is like a very important topic of of sustainability and it's child labor. So I might play devil's advocate a couple of times. Not that I'm going to be not that we're going to go super psycho or or super villain or anything, but I, I do. I have tons of unique thoughts on this. So I'm looking forward to getting into the discussion. Well, and like I said, the more I got into it, the more the more aggravated I got because I started to look at the larger scope. One of the things about sustainability is you keep broadening the scope to see, is it long-term sustainable? Well, Mm -hmm. when you do that to this, it bothers me. There's a lot of people who this affects, and I don't mean just a small group of children. I mean, this will cascade into generations. That's why we got rid of a lot of it. So child labor, for example, is one of those things that was very, very common in the 1800s and early 1900s. It was a lot of the kids didn't go to school because they worked on the farm or some did both. Don't get me wrong. But it was a very common practice. And what we found was we could not be a technologically advanced community or country if we couldn't get enough kids into the educational pipelines. And yes, in the 1800s, there's an industrial race for technology no different than there is today. The first caveman who figured out the rock was a weapon had an advantage. So we always had this race for technology because technology breeds prosperity. And so we tend to, we started to push people out of that concept. We started to create laws, and it was at 1938, I believe, was the Fair Labor Standard Act. That was an attempt to say, yes, kids can work, but only at certain levels. We restrict the amount of hours. We look at what time they get done. Because let's face it, kids need sleep. That is one of those things that a, a child that goes to sleep retains their memory better. They're, they're calmer, they act in a more efficient and effective way, and they learn better. So we kind of changed the rules to accommodate for the science of learning. And what we're seeing right now is a little bit of trying to roll some of that backwards, as if we didn't learn when there was a reason to make that change. 
Yeah, I feel like, and this is the not really devil's advocate, but this is one of those uh, strong opinions that I reference. I feel like this is one of many things where people kind of take that hard line stance, like, oh, things were so much better back in the day when you could make a child work. 10 hours in a day and then still send them off to school or before like eventually i'm i'm worried afraid that we're going to get back to ah the good old days before women could vote and we had our own separate fountains <laughs> like i really supremely despise that method of thinking like you just said it was something that we tried it was something that we did do a while ago it it worked and then it didn't and we moved past it and we moved past it for a reason why do we need to revisit it? Well, a hundred years ago, when it came to kids working, now granted, it didn't matter your age, where this still has some limitations to it. But back then it was, if you could do it, you could do it. But kids got a very low wage, mm -hmm. much lower than an adult. They worked very long hours. They were quite often injured, that they were killed. They had permanent illnesses from some of the jobs because kids did jobs adults didn't want to do. They did them in the mines. They did them in timber lots. They did it in places that were dangerous where someone small can get in there, but adults cannot. Right. And that is a hundred years ago. There's a lot of things a hundred years ago we don't do anymore. And there's a reason because we've evolved to think differently. And what we're seeing is, is some of that, not all of it, but some of that starting to creep back in as people are attempting to change the current laws. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there when you mentioned, you know, way back then kids doing the jobs that the adults didn't want to do. And I feel like before we even get into the meat and potatoes of the show specifically, I feel like that is going to be one of those things that we end up uncovering or, or having that aha moment when in certain industries and in certain sectors. Yes, we did see what was it called? The great resignation start to happen. You know, people in, in office jobs or low paying service jobs were like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden restaurants couldn't find help in your, your fast food restaurants. Yeah. Your favorite fast food joint. You, you had to wait instead of 10 minutes for them to forget one of your items. You now have to wait 30 minutes for <laughs> subpar food and a forgotten item. And it's like, these, these are the jobs that the adults, air quotes, because some of us didn't quite make it there yet, the adults don't want to do. And so I feel like that's that these are going to be the jobs that are being positioned to these younger kids now. If these laws end up getting rolled back in more states, I think those are going to be the jobs that people are kind of pushing towards the youth. Well, and don't get me wrong. I started working at 14 myself making, I think it was a, a stunning $3 an hour, working on a farm just down the road from our house. There were several jobs I had that were sub $7 an hour in my youth. I'm either showing you how old I am or looking at, you know, you could look at me like, boy, you'll take any job. <laughs> but so don't get me wrong. I understand. I understand the concept of creating work ethics and giving, giving responsibility at a young age. But the fact of the matter is, is that children should be doing two things, enjoying life and learning. Honestly, those are the two things. Absolutely. As, as, as parents, it's our job to protect them and help them grow and give them some jobs where they learn to earn a little money. Maybe they go clean the neighbor's house or mow the neighbor's lawn or things of that nature. But what I'm seeing isn't all just fast food. And I really don't think necessarily a 14-year-old who's trying to get through high school, or even at that point, junior high, mm -hmm. really should be putting in those kinds of hours or doing those kinds of jobs. They should be enjoying life. Because here's the deal. Right now, what is what is uh, retirement for Social Security? 65 if you want to get part of it, 67 and a half if you want the whole thing. Right. And granted, I also know COVID has changed some numbers, but our life expectancy dropped for the last two years. Mm-hmm. So we have Congress currently pushing to make retirement 70 and these kids are going to start working at 14. Yeah. That is a lot of not living life. So just on a personal side, I don't like it. Does my son have a job? Yeah. But his mom owns a pet food store. So he, you know, he's working for mom. It's a, totally different. He's also playing two sports. He's also getting good grades. 
if those grades dropped, it isn't school that's going to disappear. It's going to be those other things. Right. Yeah. The extracurriculars. So I Googled. So first things first, in the 1900s, between 25,000 and 35,000 children died on the job. 25,000 to 35,000. And, and that's what a 20 year span. So uh, I'm sorry, from that's a 30 year span from 1900 to 1930. So 25,000, I'm pretty sure it's probably scaled where there's more in the beginning and less at the end. If I, I mean, I, I would, I would hope or assume, Yeah. but that is 25 to 35,000 families who endured a child's death because they needed income and sent their kid to work Yeah. because that's how kids go to work. They either are, I used to joke around, call myself feral because I just kind of wandered around, did what I want, or the parents, the household is struggling so much. If you listen to Congress right now, the answer is kids have the right to help support their families. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We have a obligation to help support those families so that kid does not have to go work at the car factory. Right. So when I looked at those numbers and over a million injured or maimed, that's crazy. So we know they're going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. We know they're going to risk their lives. So when I looked at a lot of these things, I'm like, okay, is it just safe jobs? But when I first started looking, I'm like, okay, first of all, what countries still have child labor? Because when I hear that, I hear developing nation. I really do. I never consider rich nations to use child labor. Right. And what I found was India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Nigeria, China, Brazil, Sudan, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Mozambique, uh, Zimbabwe, Tasmania, North Korea, Hmm. Belize, and the United States. We are still labeled because we do. We do actually have child labor. We just have have protected child labor. But we, we are on the same list with what looks to be the bulk of Africa and North Korea on a list of who exploits child labor. Right. Before this stuff so i kind of feel like we're already in a bad spot to begin with not a list you necessarily want to be on yeah absolutely and it, just so two things i have to i have to revisit this did i did i did you mention russia at all did, did i did russia i did not yeah so shocking omission there for sure <laughs> secondly right. now ukraine was on there i left them off because i'm sure it's different right now but okay it was, prior yeah. to it was it was on there okay all right so second thing is honestly and may this might be a little bit of ignorance speaking but not hearing any of those nations those countries on that list is not shocking at all because like you said you you, when you hear child labor you think of 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 a developing nation somebody that is still trying to get there right so these things might be necessities because the kids have to work they have to it it, there is there are no other options they have to do this in order to help support their family but when i hear that the united states is is still grouped lumped in in that list that that speaks to me a little bit because sometimes at least I, i would like to think that we are a developed nation and we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to have kids feeling like they have to work yeah and that's part of when you're the richest nation in the world and trust me other richer nations are not on here i did not see the uk Mm -hmm. like other other nations don't did you know in the united states child labor violations would have gone up 37 percent in just 2022 in the united states wow so Remember, we went on the big, and for those of you who are outside of the United States, I apologize. This is my primary view, so I'm kind of in a fishbowl here. But we went on a on a crusade, if you will, to use a terrible term, to get people out of the country, to take adults and remove them from the country. And then we said, oh, wait, now we don't have enough people to do the jobs we want done. Right. So what happened? Companies started cheating. Because a 37% increase in one year. Who do you think lobbied to put some of these bills forward? Because they don't come, let's face it, politicians are not leaders. They don't come up with it on their own. No, no, on the back corporations. of corporations. It's in, it's in the memo section of a check. That's where they get their knowledge. Huh. So 
37% increase in 22. Plus, and let's not forget, COVID took some people, we, we, we lost a lot of people during COVID. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people said, never mind, I'm not doing it. I sit, They sat home for a period of time and went, what in the heck was I thinking? And they decided to get out of the rat race. So you've got that chunk of people. We have the people we lost. Mm-hmm. We have the people we kicked out. And now here you are going, oh, my goodness, we don't want to raise wages, but we don't have people to do things. What right. do we do? And in the United States, the answer was grab a child. Yeah. Put a kid to work. Put a kid to work was the answer. Yeah. And Which granted, is... you're going to hear, well, that's how kids learn. This is There's kid jobs. There's these things. But as I go through some of these, you're going to realize it has nothing to do with kid jobs. Okay. Now, not all of these are bad. Okay. Some, and we're going to talk about some of them because I want to I want to be honest about it. If, if it's something that could be done, should be done, and it is better for the child, maybe we do it. So in New Hampshire, they've proposed a bill, not passed one at this point, to lower the age of like busboys mm-hmm. from 15 to 14, where they can clear tables, but they can do it even in places where they serve alcohol and increase the workable hours for 16 and 17 year olds so they can work even during school time. Yeah. So let's take a look at that for a second. So now we got 14-year-olds bussing tables. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, bussing tables where some of those glasses are filled with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Not to say they're going to run around drinking everybody's drinks, but you're working in a place that serves alcohol. There used to be some restrictions there. Yeah. And a lot of times it used to be almost a religious restriction where they wanted to keep that stuff separate, but now bringing in yet a, a little bit younger. So... Let's see, Aiden is a junior. He's 17. He turned 17 this year. That makes, what's a 14-year-old, eighth grader? Eighth grade, yeah, that's what junior is. Junior is 14 in the eighth grade right now. So an eighth grader can be cleaning and bussing tables. Yeah. And now, and, and then they've extended. Now, if I remember correctly, most states allow a 25 hours for kids that are in school. So extending those hours brings them pretty close to full-time. I bet you you're somewhere 30, 35. It didn't stay. Yeah. But how do you go to school when you're working a full-time job? I mean, it's it, obviously it's, it's possible for sure. Kids are, are resilient little creatures, but <laughs> like that—that that is what I worry about. And and the stance that I have already that I've taken in the past, let's say, is kids. And I'm sure you'll agree, kids now more than ever have so much more on their plates than we do. And I'm really worried specifically if if this becomes a thing, because thankfully we're still a little ways out from this stuff being actual legit change and things like that. It's mostly proposals. Nothing's, as far as I know, nothing's passed. There is, but, and then we'll get to them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, so in, in, in today's modern era, kids have, because our educational system has changed too, to where there's less focus on actual teaching and learning and retaining the information. It's like kids are taught to pass tests and that's it, right? So you study, 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 you, you run that hamster wheel, you get home for a few minutes and they're going to veg out on some social media. Maybe they're dealing with some bullies or something like that. Who knows? But that's a thing. And then if you're an athlete, you don't go home first. You go from school to practice and then maybe home for a few seconds. Or maybe you're going from school to practice to work. Like I personally, at 14 years old, remembering 14 year old Rob, I would not be able to handle that. Like I would have a breakdown at some point, like that's a rough life because there's no real space for you to be a kid because let's face it, 14 year olds still kid. Hell, even a 19 year old is still a kid in my eyes now. Well, and you 14, you're not equipped to tell someone who is abusing your labor. No. Right. I mean, crap. I don't think I was capable of that until at least in my 30s. No. I just did it. Everything is an obligation. Right. So let's look at the next one, Ohio. Ohio reintroduced a bill, which means they've tried this before, Mm -hmm. to extend the school teens' work hours so that they can work beyond 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So now you've got kids working to 9 p.m., getting home, 9.30, 10 o'clock, depending on where they're at. Mm -hmm. when do they do their homework 
and prepare for future? When do they play? When do they get to be them? Mm -hmm. Summertime, get it. There are some some different rules for the summertime if you don't have year-round school. Absolutely. But this says school-age teens. Yeah. They're purposely targeting kids in school. Yeah. I got a question for you. Talking about 14-year-old Rob, I know what 14-year-old Mike would do because <laughs> he did it. You can make five bucks an hour or you can go to school. You get to choose 14-year-old Rob. Where does 14-year-old Rob, Rob go? Man, listen, so we've, we've talked quite a bit, you know, that I'm a, I'm a big old giant nerd. I love, I love my comics. I love my video games. And as a part of that, uh, a bundled deal, I love my free time. So Rob's going to go to school. Rob's going to learn. Rob's going to hang out with his friends because that was another thing that I really, really valued back then. I mean, I've kind of developed into a hermit a little bit now, but back then I really, really, really loved being a part of, of a social circle and not that you can't have those things at work, but it happens less mm -hmm. while you're working. So I personally, yeah, man, I, I would have gone to school. I would have gotten out two fifty, three o'clock. I would have watched my favorite animated series on Fox at four. I would have fired up some Legend of Zelda and I would have just chilled. That was See, that is me. I dropped out and went to work. I okay. did. And, you know, to me it was like, oh, this school stuff is dumb. I'm never gonna need it. Off I went to work. I got a paycheck here. I got more money than everybody else. I'm driving a beater around and spending money on insurance and cars. And I'm going to be an adult long before yeah. my time. And that was a horrible way to go. I had to wait till I was 36 years old and wait for really the worst day of my life to go back to school. Yeah. So what this does is encourages kids to maybe not be their best at school and that their priority becomes that small paycheck. Yeah. yeah. And not not to mention they're they're interacting with adults more, too, which that that kind of concerns me a little bit is it's different interacting with adults at home. But it, when you're out and you have people who may not necessarily have the best view of the world <laughs> being a direct influence on your child at that point, that that would be a little bit concerning too. Minnesota introduced a bill so still hasn't passed introduced since the last time i checked which was a few days ago uh-huh reversing a law barring 16 and 17 year olds from working on construction sites okay so remember when we talked about working in dangerous positions yes and i get it they're gonna say oh all they're doing is moving things from point a to point b first of all people in the united states have a hard enough time keeping their body in enough shape to be able to survive a normal job when you started at a normal time you uh -huh. start having younger kids moving bricks and stones and all these things they're just going to break down quicker absolutely their, their body's going to fall apart faster they're going to think they're the strongest guy in the world for a little while then those aches will start to kick in but again the reason why young kids aren't working construction sites in the united states is because we're not ready to look everywhere we're not the safest kids, right? right? You're goofing around, you're playing, you're, you're a child, yeah. <laughs> you know, and being on a site where there's construction happening mm -hmm. and can be dangerous. And then you add youth to it. <laughs> and that is why they were barred from it. Right. So there's a reason why they barred it. They just waited so people would forget and try it again. Yeah, tried to resurrect it. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that really concerns me about this whole issue is the fact that 14-year-old Rob, even though, like I said, I, I, I loved my social circles, part of, of that social circle would allow me to do some of the stupidest stuff uh -huh. known to men because you don't really have the, the emotional or the mental capacity to really process in the moment, like, is this a good idea? Which, yeah, usually it's not. Right. When yeah. you are 16 years old, whatever idea has floated through your head is probably on the edge of a felony. Like you just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's, that's, that's one of those things. Like I, I worry about that too. So I've always say during election time, I always want to read the proposals mm -hmm. because some of them are absolutely hilarious. I think it was 
man, I, I may be misquoting, but I'm pretty sure it was Vermont last year that finally abolished slavery and on the books. It was still on the books up until the last election cycle. So there's always fun things to read. But usually there's three states. Yeah. Mississippi, Alabama, yeah. Arkansas, they never let you down. There's something there every year for you to really enjoy. Yeah. And Arkansas does not let us down today. Arkansas, Ever. which has passed. I haven't said any of those yet. This one has passed hmm. to eliminate age verification requirements for children to prove how, that they're older than 16 for employment. So you're not supposed to hire someone older than 16, but we no longer have a law requiring you to prove it. Right. And what you, this, wait, you, you mean younger than 16? Younger than 16. Well, so you used okay. to have to prove that you're 16 or older. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, now you, it's still illegal to hire them, yes. but you don't have to prove it. Wow. So now it doesn't matter. Anybody can work. You can see yeah. a toddler wandering through, and <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to go, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure they're 16. Yeah, yeah, that toddler has peach fuzz, so he yeah. <laughs> looks to so be of age. Arkansas wow. doesn't let you down. They are opening the floodgates for everybody to leave school and start working. Yeah. And that one started to irritate me because that is an attempt to pull students from the learning pipeline. Yeah, In, in a state that is always near the bottom in education to begin with. They don't fund the education system. No. So now they're trying to pull the kids out of it. That's where I started to get mad. I started to get irritated. They're robbing children of a future who don't even know they're losing their future until it's too late. Right. And, and That's is that, where I get mad. Okay. So here's here's journalist, podcaster, Rob. Is that an epiphany that you yourself had? Like when, when you were, you said you made the decision at 36 to go back to, to school because you realized that your decision was bad. Was that? the the main epiphany like at the time i thought this was going to be the best thing ever and I'm, I'm pretty sure while you were in it you thought this is great i'm i'm independent i got my own job i'm making my own money and then as you get older you're like crap there's i burnt a lot of time you hit this ceiling and there is no more up you've expanded as far as you can and then you start going, watching people move from below you to above you, below you to above you, over and over and over again because they have a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started to see it. But then when I'm reading this and reflecting back, I had a support system. I did it against everybody's wishes. Mm -hmm. I was just an idiot. Like, I was shockingly stupid. <laughs> Most of these kids do not have a support system. That's yeah. why they're working. Both parents are working and struggling to keep food on the table and really working hard. So now they're working and so is their 13 or 14 year old. It was bad enough when they were like, well, now there's no family in the house because both parents are out. Now no one's in the house. Right. They're not going to get forced them to go to school. They might. Mm -hmm. I hope they do. And I know there's a lot of good parents who would. A mm -hmm. lot of good parents that would work two and three jobs, make sure that kid goes to school. But right. when, when the state is no longer protecting for it, then out comes the snake oil salesman and they start selling you. I bet you that they'll have construction companies and all these companies sitting in the halls next to the military guys selling kids to come oh. work for them after school that will lead to them not graduating. Yeah, on the, on the prospect of a, of a better future, a more secure future, for sure. Yep. Now, and feel free to... to Cut my legs from under me if I'm if I'm jumping ahead, but I I need to know because this is where my mind is going. How how do we tie this into sustainability specifically? First of all, I do, and maybe it's a personal opinion, but I do believe education is key in sustainability. It's why we even do these shows. We talk right. about sustainability. We talk about learning from past mistakes, getting a little bit better each day. First of all, when you're putting kids to work, they're not getting the right sleep. These are children still in their developmental phase. Your brain is consistently growing until you're, what, 21? Yep. So when they're supposed to be getting eight, nine, ten hours of sleep, that's what I used to tell my kids all the time. I'm like, listen, you have all these experiences, all these things you saw, all these scents, all these things that your brain took in. When you go to bed, it takes it all. It's all on its desk, and it has to file it slowly in a, in a filing cabinet. If you get up too early, whatever's still on the desk goes in the trash. So if we're sitting here learning our spelling words 
and I wake you up in five hours, you're going to fail that test because you needed the rest for it to set in Got for it. them, for your brain to file it away. So when a large chunk of our future adults are not getting that development time, not getting that play time, not getting that creativity, not going to STEM classes afterwards, not getting to do art because they're sweeping the floor at the plant with very little stimulation, very little education, usually surrounded by people telling them things that probably aren't the best. Mm -hmm. First step is that is very harmful for the long-term sustainability of your community because chances are, and and maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but chances are they're going to quit school because the job is more important. They've gotten used to the money. Right. The next thing you know, you have your high school dropout rate skyrockets. When that happens in a community, in a country, when you don't have an educated base, why do you think they came up with Pell Grants? Why do you think in order to, when you go to the army, they entice you with college? The reason why they want people going through these pipelines is because they're the ones who come up with the medical equipment to keep us alive. They're the ones who create the future. They're the ones where technology improves all of our lives. And in countries that don't have that, they continuously slide further and further behind in the world. They have to buy the technology, but yet they don't have the income because they're taxing a low income base. And that is a negative feedback loop. Mm -hmm. They're trying to solve today's problem by mortgaging the lives of hundreds of thousands of other people. Someone rich right now doesn't care because they'll be dead in 20 years, but this will derail a whole family line. Mm -hmm. It used to be everybody tried to do better than their parents. Right. This is going to, it will be a great reset where everybody kind of starts back over. And that is where, when I talk sustainability, when you work a lot of these jobs, Nick and I have said it time and time again, what he calls the soul crushing jobs kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You're exhausted. You just want to survive your work day and lay down or close your eyes. When you're looking forward to sleep, Right, the, the thing you're doing during the day isn't worth doing. And that's I, where I get it. That's where I see that connection. Okay. So I'm going to let you play professor here for me because here's, here's where my mind goes. And again, I could be way off base. I could be overstepping my bounds too, but I hear child labor or teen labor, whatever we're going to call it. And if somebody does drop out of school and they don't have the education to get a higher end or higher paying job, then that means that they're most likely going to be stuck in lower wage paying jobs, which Mm -hmm. means they most likely won't be able to afford high quality food, Mm -hmm. access to high quality health care, access to not even high quality, better quality health care, better quality housing, which these these are all things that we kind of rely upon in our sustainable ecosystem. We need we need these things, not saying that they're holding society down at large, but it feels like that kind of prevents us from progressing, too. If we have people who or so many more people who now because they they don't have the, the educational means to pursue Again, these higher paying jobs that could get them access to better health care, better housing, that is more incentive for our government to not invest in these communities, to not build up our infrastructure, to not repair anything, because there's so many people that are relying on these less than quality items. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially food has gone up 200 percent in the last 30 years, right? Yeah. Rent has gone up more than 600% the last 30 years. Healthcare has gone up over 2,000% the last 30 years. How much has wages gone up? So they're going to, these children are entering a workforce at a disadvantage. Right. To guarantee that they will likely stay at that disadvantage, working for that lower wage while everything else rises. Yeah. Their wage will not. And then this is just kind of falls back to our poor tax episode when we talked about when you don't have a lot, you buy a vehicle that is less reliable, which requires more resources. Same thing with your home, which means you never have the finances to move up right. and do better because of how the system is designed. 
this just puts more people in there before they have their brain developed to even question it. Right. Missouri introduced a bill to extend school teens' work nights from 7 to 10 p.m. School nights That's at 10 rough. p.m. Do you know what I was doing? Well, not not every weeknight, but I'll tell you, brother, when, again, back then, from the age, high school, middle school into high school, so from the age of 14 through 18, Monday was like non-negotiable because I had to I had to watch wrestling, right? <laughs> and that's those are the things that I'm thinking about, like being a, being a kid, being a young adult, even like you miss out on those things when you're working. And again, it's not that you're working building wealth, even all, all you're doing is you you are contributing, you are taking up these jobs that other people just simply, especially now more than ever, people simply don't want to do these jobs because of the fact that they are not paying livable wages. Mm -hmm. They are not giving any sort of medical benefits at all. And I feel like, like you say, this, this negative feedback loop, I feel like we're going to get kids stuck into that. And in the meanwhile, kind of trash our society even further than, than where we are now. Mm -hmm. Georgia introduced, but had to withdraw the bill because of backlash. Thank goodness. To eliminate work permits. So you don't have to proven age without a work permit for children they tried to pass it and they got enough pushback that they had to withdraw it good job uh, georgia south dakota introduced then withdrew extending work hours for 14 year olds so that got withdrew iowa introduced a bill expanding work types for 14 year olds and 15 year olds and to exempt employers for when a child or employee becomes sick, injured, or killed on the job site. By the way, those expansions are timber and mining. <laughs> so there we go. They basically... See, and that's, that's my problem with a lot of these, especially giant corporations, man. It's like reducing the margins, shrinking those is, is the most important thing. It, it, the quality of life of the employees does not matter. It is how do we increase our profit and how do we decrease our loss? Or cost, because they're not losing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our costs. How do how do we how do we decrease our costs overall? And I feel like that is the most ingenious way to do it. For one, because they they can only work a limited amount of time, right? Which means mm -hmm. they're paying them less that way. They're minors, so you can't really book them at the same wage as full time adult employees. So they're paying less that way. Most of these jobs are not going to have any sort of benefits or health care, so they're paying less that way. And that that last part is is especially infuriating for me. It's infuriating because now they're saying if something were to happen to this kid and God forbid the family is in a position to where they really did need that help. You are now not liable for the death of a child which means they don't have to pay the family anything. If the family was depending on the wages that that kid was bringing in, they are now losing those wages and they just move and their on child. To yes. Yes. And they just move on. The corporation just moves on to the next kid. So what this tells me, I look at this a little bit deeper. Those are all terrible things that piss me off. Yeah. But what this tells me is, is that they knew ahead of time that if we allow 14 and 15 year olds to work dangerous jobs, this is going to happen. So we need the employees. How do we prevent being sued for what is going to inevitably happen? Right. This tells me that they did learn from history mm -hmm. because now we'll just protect you from what will happen. Right. Well, they're not going to protect the 14 year old or the 15 year old. No, but they're going to they're going to shell the company and, and protect it. That's what upsets me about this one, because that is absolutely saying we know we're going to lose some kids. We know that you know, we want these trees down. We know we want that ore out of the ground and we know we're going to lose some kids. We just yeah. need to make sure the companies don't go under.
That's what that tells me. For sure. And a, a hot take here, and, a, and I'm sorry, I don't want to blow up your show too much, but I think this this country, as of late especially, has a really nasty habit of showing how little we actually care about children. There's so many other things that we can talk about, whole different shows, whole different topics, but I feel like there's there's a giant disparity in the level of care and concern that we are showing the youth in America now b- between uh, reducing access again to to higher quality education, healthcare, healthcare. We're not going to talk about we won't touch the school shootings. I'll mention it, but that's a big deal. Like youth in America are in a tough spot. And when I hear these things and I'm pretty sure there are some people who will take that hard line stance like, well, I worked. I waited tables. I worked at McDonald's when I was 14. Like, yeah. But that was most likely a summer job. Well, and here's the deal. We should be better than that. Let's be honest. I agree. The, the concept of a community that is growing and is getting better and getting smarter and is going through education curves and all these things is so that we have less suffering. Mm-hmm. Is that the community and the people live a better life. It is government's job to protect and enhance the lives of its communities, not tell them it's your responsibility. That is why you pay taxes. It does things. That's why the plow truck comes through. That's why the garbage truck comes through. These are all things that are supposed to enhance our lives, increase our sanitation. Same thing comes with education. It is their responsibility. And what I'm seeing here is a gross neglect and an absolute, they mean it. They mean exactly what they're saying. Definitely. Not all of them are as bad as others. Wisconsin passed, but it was vetoed by the governor to expand work hours for 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds. New Jersey, governor signed into law for 14-year-olds to start to equal normal worker hours. Nebraska, this one I actually agree with. Nebraska changed so that they can lower the minimum wage from ten twenty-five to nine dollars for fourteen to seventeen year olds. That one I'm not I'm not freaking out. But when mm-hmm. you're telling me my 14 year old should work in a mine or a timber yard or they no longer have to prove well their age to be able to work or you want them to work to 10 o'clock at night, what you're telling me is you want my kid to drop out of school and do this job forever. Right. And it's really going to be our our jobs as parents to shut that crap down. Yeah. Because here's yeah. the deal and and, and 2022, I told you 37% uptick Yes. in child labor violations. I did not put the company's names because that's not what I do. But again, mm-hmm. Alabama, you never fail me. Automotive plants had children working in them. Nebraska, yeah. meat packing plants had children working in them. And this one's more common, but in Minnesota, fast food. Yeah. Countless others. Those were just the highest ones that I saw the worst stuff for. Yeah, and those those two to touch base on this, like those two things in particular, automotive plants and meat packing industry. Two two things about that. Generally speaking, a high, I don't want to say a high, but an above average ratio of injuries happen at those specific types of places and to adults. Yeah, yeah, to adults. So you, you throw kids into the mix, that, that adds a whole nother variable. And secondly, because we're on a sustainability show, of course, automobile plants and meat packing factories are not <laughs> two very sustainable industries. And yeah, that's it, that's interesting to me. Like it, it is it is really interesting to take a step back and 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 look at it. It's like again. The jobs that a lot of people are are kind of migrating away from are those jobs that kind of greatly impact our environment. And it it feels like they're trying to make them more enticing, but not really. Oh, they're not enticing. What they're trying to do is reduce your quality of life to where that becomes better. And that's why I get so fired up. And sustainability, we're supposed to get better constantly. Mm -hmm. Life should be more relaxing. There should be, we change our built environment so that when you go sit down in a rocking chair in the middle of our town, it's relaxing. It isn't put 14-year-olds in a mine. It isn't have 14-year-olds help you cut those trees down. That is not sustainability. None of this, not a lick of this 
maybe I can say Nebraska in their lowering wages. But remember, they got they're the ones who got caught with the meatpacking plants. Right. Maybe that one. But here's the deal: none of this will will help our future. No, it will help a few people make more money temporarily. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the I don't mean the workers. I mean the plants. Right. So before I close this, and I know I have to. <laughs> The fact of the matter is... is you don't want to scream into the void for another 30 minutes. I think I've done really well today. You have. I got fired up for a second there, so thank you. The Right now, what we're seeing is a handful of lawmakers choosing to prioritize labor and dollars, donors and companies over education, and in the process, they're robbing not only the future of that child, but our own country our own cities, our own communities. Mm -hmm. They're mortgaging tomorrow to make a few bucks today. And a lot of times governments love to tell us it's not their job to regulate. It's us. Our job as parents will trust me. My kids will not be working till 10 o'clock. Trust me. My kids will not be working 40 hours a week. I will shut it down because they have two things to do in life. Enjoy it and learn from it. And from there, As they age and their brain develops and they start to mature and start making better decisions, I let go more, they take off on their own. Now, if they make that decision at 25, that's their decision. I am not allowing them to make that decision at 14, 15, 16, 17. That is not an option. Once they get done with their formal education to whatever level they go, whatever level they're capable or choose to, from there, they can make whatever decision they want. But if the government will not protect the citizens, I will at least protect my family. And this is an attempt to let everybody know what I see so they can protect theirs. And that's the bottom line. Nice. Should I get you a leather vest and some brewskis to crack? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Anyways. So I know I got, this is one I knew when I wrote it, I was going to, I was going to be disturbed over. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Th- this makes me happy that I'm still working with politicians, teaching them how to be promoted to leaders. Definitely. These are the kinds of things that I will focus on. These are the things that I talk to people on, topics I talk to people about. And the more of these politicians I get to meet and have these conversations, I certainly hope someone I'm mentored has never signed on to one of these things, because that will be a conversation. Because in a world where, we're, where sustainability is lush and is working like these gears and just constantly moving forward in that world, quality of life increases every time Mm -hmm. and education or whatever you want in life, the quality of life increases no matter what. That's why in sustainability, a lot of these dangerous jobs are just automated. You don't need a child to go see if there's a bomb in a hole. We've got stuff for that. Right. So I know there's some of these shows sometimes move off into different spaces and people, you know, well, hey, that didn't seem like a sustainability show. You're right. This isn't how to get rid of plastics. This isn't eating the right foods or these kinds of things. But this is social justice. This is how we live our lives. Because if we can't get that part, we're not going to get the rest. We're too busy surviving. So in, in the world of sustainability, people are comfortable within their life and their roles in life. And this is not an attempt to make people comfortable. This is an attempt to hold people against a wall and always have control over those people. So every once in a while, these shows happen. I have to say it. I have to speak out. I have to do these things. Remember, I spend a lot of time in Flint and in other communities, and I see some of these pieces already happening. And when they start passing state legislature to make it easier to harm people, then we've got a problem. So I don't know what everybody plans on doing. Hopefully you'll at least, I assume most people listen is going to show, you know, shield their children from this kind of stuff, but know it, know that it's happening. You get to vote, vote based on what you see. So I will quit ranting because this is the part where I have to kick it back over to Rob. So he can remind everybody the plethora of places you can find him. I am all over the place, Mike. But before we get into our plugs, I do need to say that I appreciate you for doing the shows like this, because if nobody else does them, 
nobody else knows that these things are important. So thank you for actually caring about these things. And most importantly, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Moving forward, I am your friendly neighborhood nerd at Robbie Diesel virtually everywhere. The tweets, Instagram, Snapchats, TikToks all over the place. You can catch me there. You can catch me youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. You can check out the website, thecuratedculture.com. Everybody wants something curated for them. That is what I do. I pluck the most influential and important stories from pop and tech culture and bring them to you in nice, easy to digest little nuggets. So check me out everywhere and uh, sometimes on uh, realistic sustainability. (laughs) Recently, a little more than sometimes, but (laughs) I, but I, again, we, we always appreciate you having you on here. We always appreciate your, your mindset, your outlook. It's always, it's always refreshing. And uh, again, thank you for taking the time out of your day to be a part of the show. So that's all we have for you this week. If you want to help realistic sustainability, first things first, Spotify or iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And yes, you can on Spotify now. You don't have to type any fancy words. You just click the five stars and you move on. iTunes, I read them. Uh, That's the kind of stuff I just enjoy. So it, it always fills my heart when someone says something nice. Please feel free to go ahead and do that. The more of those you do, the more we show up and the more people who listen to this show. Other ways you can help us is just share the show. Share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, Twitter, whatever you happen to have. We always appreciate those who do. I don't expect you to share them all, but if certain ones hit home and they kind of hit in a different way, do it with those ones. And last, always, and also remember, we're shifting away from having the, you can you can donate up to or as little as a dollar to Realistic Sustainability through our podcast site. We're moving it over to a Patreon. We want to have more fun, pictures, videos. Nick is going to start doing recipes for certain levels. Then there's some personal experience stuff where you're, you get to meet some of us or have hangout sessions online. So if if you're in the, the Spotify one, just shift it over to our Patreon and it will give you more options. Even We still have a $1. By the way, Patreon tells me not to do that, but we did. And what, that will allow people, as we get more people filtered in, to start voting. Plus, there's even cool merch things for different levels. Again, I always say it's weird to have merch and be a sustainability uh, shop, but we podcast. But then we've also learned that when you use local businesses, people who are handcrafting things, making things like reusable cups, yeah, it's awkward to have merch as a sustainability show. Most of them do. But this way, we're helping small business. We're making reusable items. Hopefully some of those paper and plastic cups get used less and it's a realistic sustainability do is greater than say, or a little bit, little bit, big bit of some of the things we love to say. So for those of you who are picking up those things, thank you very much. For those of you joining our Patreon, thank you. Also be patient. We're just getting it going. We're just getting content on there, but very, very soon we'll start putting in voting. You'll get to start picking which shows are going to come up next. All of you, we greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Remember, we only get together each week to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. I'm Mike. And I am Rob. And I'll see you next week.